Hello and welcome back to Film Review Weekly. I am your host, Jacob London, and this is the show where we look back on the films that came out this week and talk about them and really dissect and discuss all of them. As always, I am joined by my wonderful co-panelists, Tabor Robinson. How are you? You know, I'm all right. I'm uh, I'm interested to dive into this film that we're going to be discussing this week. It's very different tone than what I have personally been diving into in my free time. Uh, been really getting into some some hard hitting emotional uh, emotional films after the start to my year, which is like a hundred Christmas rom coms in one month. So you know, I'm I'm a bit all over the place, but I'm good. I'm happy to be here. And as always, the man himself, JTE. How are you? Doing good. I've been watching a lot of movies at home too, um, mainly just because I haven't had much else going on. And the cinemas are kind of dead right now. Yes, we got a big movie we're going to talk about today with Uncharted, but it's been kind of slim pickings. I'm excited for the Batman around the corner. Hopefully that will shift everything into a much more cooler and busier movie schedule. But yeah, so I definitely have some movies to go through and they'll be quick. All right. Well, before we are, of course, talking about Uncharted, the new action adventure film that came out this week, starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. But before we get into that, we are, of course, going to dive into what have we been watching this week? So, Taylor, what have you been watching this week? Well, I I started off kind of keeping with my trend of of fun rom-com movies, Saw Marry Me. It was great. It was exactly what I needed it to be. Didn't break any molds or do anything crazy. It was very trope heavy. The two leads had great chemistry in Owen Wilson and J-Lo, which is exactly what you need out of a romantic comedy. To me, that's basically the most important element if you're going to get your movie to work. If the leads don't have chemistry, it's just not worth my time. So it was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed jumping into that. And then immediately I was like, need to get my creative juices flowing for a completely different kind of project so i'm going to just destroy my soul uh by choice i'm going to jump into rewatching tick tick boom which has every single time i've watched it has made me cry so you know there's that uh then i decided to continue with my jonathan larson trend and watch rent which again soul-destroying on every level that I needed it to be. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to completely, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just, I'm going to take the plunge and I'm going to watch Angels in America Part 1 of the stage production where Nathan Lane and Andrew Garfield and the rest of the cast just completely, I just, I don't think I'll ever be the same person ever again after and i haven't even watched the second part yet i'm still i'm still (laughs) trying to mentally recover from watching part one which was three hours and then i need to jump into part two which is four hours and it's going to be a whole experience and that's currently where my mind is right now it's a it's a whole thing there's a lot going on for me but you know it's a fun time (laughs) so you're tearing it all down are you, are you tearing it all down so you can rebuild it back up? <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently that's what I'm doing. I'm just <laughs> I've gone from a hundred Christmas rom coms to just the yeah. completely other end of the spectrum. She's tearing it all down for Batman. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> it's all preparation. Bat- well, although I think Batman might also. I was gonna say I might uh, be like continuing uh, the yeah, trend maybe. with Batman. <laughs> JTE. 
Yeah, I've been watching a lot of movies this weekend. We just decided not to go out this weekend. We said we're just going to watch movies at home. Uh, I watched Wind River today, actually, which is a great film by Taylor Sheridan. I think it was his debut as a director. He's you know he's written Sicario and a lot of other great films. Uh, I, this movie's fantastic. Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, great tension. John Bernthal shows up for one scene and just kills it. Just a great crime thriller. I, I was saying if I did a double bill, I'd be like Wind River and Hell and High Water would just be a great two crime double bill. Like if I got to book a movie theater for a day, and I would book those two, and I feel like they have similar vibes. Both great movies, underappreciated. Uh, what else did I watch? We watched Splice. I think you guys heard of this movie with Adrian Brody. Yes. About uh, Alien. Yeah. What a weird movie. I'm not going to spoil it for you. I remember did when this movie. Like it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like it. Like did not. I, I get it. I don't. I didn't love it we, either. We, it's fine. we we had to watch it for ten years on a couple of years ago, and it, we're not fans. I the sound design of that movie. I, it makes me want to throw up. Like I can't actually get through that movie. Like it's too it's too intense for me. If you're listening uh, and you uh, you want to check out this movie, <laughs> we're not going to spoil it for you. But yeah. just. Buckle yourself up for a for a wild time. <laughs> Here's what I'll say: the characters make some decisions where I'm just like, well, that was a little out of left field. Don't know where that came from. Uh, that's all I'll say. And if you see the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Uh, what else did we watch? We watched District Nine, which I have not watched in a good while. Great movie, still fantastic. I don't know what happened to Blomkamp. Uh, he just chappy Elysium. They were not my jams. I don't know. He just hasn't found his footing, I think, since District 9. But, man, District 9 is amazing. It's so well done. It's funny. It's cool. It feels like at times you're watching a video game. And if you, let's not forget, he was attached to Halo after District 9. And no, watched, before. Before, yeah, before. And then because there was pre-production problems, they took mm. some of that money and they made District 9. You could understand it. Like, there's this movie has a video game vibe to it a little bit. And, yeah, I kind of wish he made could have made that Halo movie. Maybe what his career would have had a better trajectory than what it is on now, which is not very good. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was better. He did it. I guess you can look at it either way. Uh, the other film we watched was The Way Way Back, which is a great coming-of-age comedy. Uh, Sam Rockwell owns a water park. I can't remember who the main kid actor's name. I don't think he's done much since. I could be wrong, but great overall cast. Very much like a kid goes away for the summer. Steve Carell does a great douchebag stepdad kind of thing. Like Steve Carell, we all think of him as like, you know, a funny guy, charming. He plays a really good douchebag. <laughs> like when he wants to be an asshole, he can play an asshole. Um, what else did we watch? I think we watched some, we watched Black Hawk Down. Really Scott. Amazing. Was not there for best director. Should have, maybe should have won. I don't know. It's really a great movie that puts you into the battle. I think unlike most movies, I mean, obviously same part, right? But a modern war film, I think when you think of a modern war film, I think Black Hawk Down is kind of the one you should go to above all else. So yeah, that's just a couple. There were probably a few more I'm forgetting, but uh, we've just been on a movie tear at the house lately. Yeah. Uh, so I could have gone on the movie tear, probably should have. Uh, oh. And instead I decided, hey, for two straight days on a weekend, I'm instead going to watch all rewatch The Last Dance just because I felt like it because it's All Star Weekend and yes, yeah, I wanted to rewatch The Last Dance. <laughs> um, it's great. I have so, the Blu ray, man. I have the Blu ray. Yeah, so, the Blu-ray. for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, The Last Dance is a 10 part uh documentary series that follows the final year 
of Michael Jordan playing for the Chicago Bulls. And they were given unprecedented access behind the scenes. You get footage of that is really eye-opening footage that we've never seen before, ever. And it's fascinating. And then, obviously, because they can't just have 10 parts of, hey, here is just footage, they decide we'll tell the Michael Jordan story. And it's fascinating. And I, as someone who has only recently kind of started to get back, uh, get into basketball, it's, it's really fascinating to go through and look and watch and just see, man, the, the dominance someone can have on a sport for an entire decade. Like just completely and utterly own a sport for one whole decade, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, just yeah, he left, it's, and came back, yeah, like so, it's like, still you know, like, All right, I'm gonna do this for three, you know, mm-hmm. wins wins three championships in a row, leaves for a year, uh, for a year and a half, comes back, still makes the playoffs the year he comes back. And then the next three, and then they they lose, they lose, they lose one playoff series, and then the next year wins his next three championships. Like I am just, yeah. Anyway, it's a really great documentary series. It's it's on Netflix now, which is good as well. Uh, it's ten parts. Fascinating insight. Um, I. I I do agree that there's controversy around it, around how it portrays certain characters, certain real life figures like Jerry Krause and Scotty mm-hmm. Pippen. And I think it per- personally, I don't think it portrays Krause as a villain. I think it portrays Krause more as no, he had one other mindset of where he wanted the franchise to go. And it comes down to what do you, it, it comes down to where you are in, in sports. What's more important? Do you win? Are you willing to? Are you willing to win a championship now at the expense of the next twenty years? At the expense of being terrible for the next yeah. twenty years, or are you? We sacrifice the championship, but but next year, but but in the next two or three years, we could win one. I, I think the important thing is to say is like this is through the perspective of Jordan. Yeah, this is yeah. through. This is not like everybody giving their perspective. They do touch on a lot of his teammates and stuff like that but this really is produced by jordan his team yeah it is through I, his lens which i think and you i know, do you i do think he's pretty raw with it like i think yeah. he's not he doesn't i don't think he sugarcoats mo- moments i think he's willing mm-hmm. to take um criticism and i think he's willing to go yeah no this is just who i am and that that is what it is and i, I don't know i think it's a really fascinating and fantastic documentary uh that is on netflix that everyone should see yeah, I agree. And you know what? I know you guys hate him, but man in the arena, Tom Brady, eight episodes, nine episodes coming up. Uh, great what series about Tom Brady. No, it's ten because it's it every, every, it's every, every Super Bowl. He's been, it's hard to keep track of how many Super Bowls he's been in. But, yes, I do believe it is ten. Um, yeah, it, it's a great it's series. He won seven. He <laughs> lost three. That's true. Do math. <laughs> Hey, I, I was promised there'd be no math involved in this. All right. <laughs> yes, thank what are we you. doing? Uh, but so, yeah, Man in the Arena, Donnie SBO Plus. Very similar, I think, to – it doesn't go my, as deep, but it's very similar. Yeah, my, 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 one, my one criticism of Man in the Arena was more 
give it time. I didn't like that they did it while he was still. Totally playing. understand that. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I just was like, I know he's not now, but like, yeah, or, yeah. or ended at the Patriots run. Like, don't oh, touch, don't, don't touch anything with Tampa, Tampa and okay. it ended at the Patriots. But I, that was, that was my one thing with it is we need time. We need perspective. We need space yeah. from it all. But, well, that's probably, uh, I haven't watched it and I probably yeah. won't for another 10 years. Cause there like I do want, like I do want the uh-huh. perspective, like, cause right now I'm too caught up in how much he annoys the shit out of me to appreciate it. <laughs> to like, appreciate need, it. Yeah. I need time. And I know totally that understand. about myself. So I will watch it at some that's point. Good. Just not right now. Yeah. And the first episode, like he's talking about Super Bowl in the early 2000s, like 2002, 2003. So it's like, and there's, and, and there's the, the first three. I'd be like, yeah, okay, let's talk about those. Yeah. I don't know, and that, but it's the last four that are all too 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 close. Like from because he's he's so from twenty thirteen. So from from Seattle to uh, last year, he's in well, every, all but two ten. of them. I think yeah, he was in all but so. two. So yeah, to me, that's just a little. I, I want some time. Need, need want some. some I totally understand. Needed that. some. Yeah, I, I just think I think documentaries like that work better with mm-hmm. some space and distance. But they just well, thanks for joining our sports thing. segment of yeah. the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who will play Tom Brady in the movie? Hmm. Um, <laughs> oh god, that is coming, and I know it's coming, and at some point, <laughs> eventually, just, which just... again, give me ten years, and I'll go see <laughs> yeah. that movie. That's fine. Isn't it crazy there has been a Michael Jordan movie though? Is that kind of crazy? It, it is a been... little bit. Right, it's gonna it happen. is, but I also think it's. I think it's coming at some point. Like, it, it, yeah. there will be the Michael Jordan story, but it. I think it's also hard with a lot of these because it's he was drafted third, and then he won a Super Bowl. Like Brady's, like uh, then he won a champion. Like Brady's, you could do because he was the undrafted kid, or not undrafted. Like he was so lately drafted. It, it, he, it's the story. It is. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, outside of Kurt Warner, it's the story of the, yeah. the, yeah. the um, You just got NFL. that movie. Like, yeah, and you just got that one. So anyway. All right. Sports. I, I know you guys are really, really excited to talk about Uncharted, which is why we've been talking about sports for 10 minutes. But yeah. uh, I think we should talk about Uncharted a we, little bit. We should probably move on. on. So... All right, let's move on to Uncharted. I think you're here because you're your brother. Well, you know my brother, Sam. If you find that gold, you find him too. Who the hell is this? I'm a friend of Sully's. Sully doesn't have any friends. I should know I'm one of them. You are a collector. Well, I dabble. I don't dabble. My family has been looking for this fortune for a very long time. So much blood. Starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, Uncharted is based on the beloved video game franchise for Sony PlayStation. Created by Naughty Dog and stars Tom Holland as Nathan Drake a young, street-smart Nathan Drake who embarks on a dangerous pursuit of the greatest treasure never found, while also tracking clues that may lead to his long-lost brother. Uh, Let's 
go real quickly around the table. Um, JT, had you ever played the video game? I've played all four. I love all four. They're okay. up there with some of my favorite video games because I'm a big action movie guy. And you basically made an action video game movie. It's basically an action movie turned into a video game. So I've been on the Uncharted train since day one. I've been there for every release. I think, you know, they're not all home runs. I think Uncharted 3 was had some great moments, but wasn't as good as the first two. And the first one is kind of like a proof of concept. It was like, this is a cool idea and there's some cool stuff here. But it wasn't until Uncharted 2 where they're like, Let's put a lot of money behind it and really kind of show you what we could do. And then 4 was fantastic. 4 was really good. And it was a big jump for, I think it was PS4. It was like, hey, you want Uncharted? Here's Uncharted with a whole new bag of tricks, more more better uh, graphics. And they really kind of pushed the envelope with Uncharted 4, I feel like. So, yeah, I love the video games. Okay. Taylor? I have not played any of the Uncharted games, but... I know bits and pieces just through like cultural osmosis. You know, people talk about it. My brother played a lot of video games growing up. So I've seen gameplay of Uncharted. Um, You know, I was somewhat familiar with the characters, but it's not something personally that I've spent time on. So my expectations going into this film were a little bit different than a lot of people who had maybe not not even expectations going in, but kind of had those biases in mind of knowing what all the stories were for all the games and and knowing, you know, what, what the characters personally felt like to them. I didn't really have any of those kind of attachments. So I didn't have a PS3 when it first launched. I got one really late. So uh, Uncharted, I never really played. And then... When they did the re-release on PS5, the, oh, on PS4, sorry, the um, mm-hmm. like the collection, I was like, okay, I'll pick this up and I'll try and I'll I'll try it. Got about halfway through the first game, and that first game, ten years later, is tedious and tough to get through. And I just never really went back. And then, mm. uh, like, I I know. I, I'm I'm someone who can't just jump to a sequel, and I it's kind of one of the it's it's the problem it, it's the Parks and Recs problem. Everyone goes, oh, the first season's skip awful. Skip that first season. Just yeah. just skip the first season. It's like I mm-hmm. I can't. I, I I need to watch it, but it's so but I can't get through it, which means it's this block that just stops you from going to the next one. So it's hard for me. Like at some point, I will probably just jump straight into four. At some point, I, I, I'm, I might just jump because that one was, you know, developed for PS4. It was made mm. for the most recent. It was made for modern. It had, it didn't have a really bad port. So I'm, at some point, I probably will. But that was my experience coming into this. So we've got someone who never played, someone who's who loves it, and someone who's played it. It's Tip the toe and we'll see that. Let me just say, I said the first one was proof of concept. No, it, and it's I like get that. it's like the basis of the idea, but they weren't able to fulfill what they wanted to do until mm. that sequel. So yeah. hearing you say that, it's like ah, let's get to the second <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, I, and I get that, I, I, but it it didn't help that. At this point, I had played Tomb Raider, the the Tomb Raider remake and or mm-hmm. reboot, and finished and played all three of those, and was 
and really loved those. So it, it didn't help that those had come out and basically taken the sting, I guess, out of it in that, oh, mm-hmm. no, these are, which to me, they're definitely using Uncharted's blueprint, but at the same yes. time, I played them first and I enjoyed them more. So uh, this movie to me, I think the biggest problem it has is being an Uncharted film. I think having the name Uncharted brings in a certain level of expectation from a lot of people that it that are ultimately, I think, is actually hurting it more than helping. Now, obviously, it's box office. It's helping. I don't know how many people would have gone and saw and and seen Treasure Hunters starring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. That's the exact same movie. So I don't know if it is making a hundred plus opening weekend if it's not based on 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 Uncharted. But I think that there's a lot about this that that I had fun with. I I was I thought that it was okay like it it was fun like i i thought that it really picked up once it left america the first hour was a massive drag for me i i I did not enjoy the first hour but once it left america and they started actually going on like typical adventure movie stuff i was like okay i'm digging this i'm i'm enjoying this and yeah i i I, to me ultimately i think it's a good move it's a it's a good oh it's a good movie. I enjoyed it, and I had and I had fun with it. Tell. Um. Yeah. So I went into this movie not quite sure what to expect, just in terms of, again, someone who didn't really have major perspective on the video game, which I think was a good thing for me because most of the people that I've talked to or have seen reviews from that are familiar with the game, a lot of their hangups in the movie came from that familiarity, whether it was feeling like the casting didn't work because of the characters they were familiar with or because they didn't like the story and how it smashed a bunch of different storylines from the games into one movie or whatever whatever the criticisms were a lot of it came from that familiarity with the game and not fulfilling those things that that they wanted it to so i came in without any of those kind of expectations i really just only had the knowledge of what the premise of the uncharted games was um And as someone who wasn't particularly excited about the casting of Tom Holland when it was announced, just because I'm familiar with like the aesthetic of what the character is like in the game and and kind of that whole thing, I was really pleasantly surprised uh, by this movie. I I had a lot of fun with it. I think it was, it just made me smile, you know, like the the adventures they were going on and and the chemistry between Tom Holland and, and Mark Wahlberg's characters really worked for me. And and I just think that whether or not the Uncharted name does it a disservice or doesn't, I do think it helps the box office for sure. It gets people to go see it, whether whether they're enjoying it because it's tied to the Uncharted name or not. And it doesn't do anything particularly. Again, it, it's not reinventing the wheel in anything that it's doing but it was it was just a solid enjoyable movie for me there weren't any big egregious things that i had problems with there weren't these huge things that i left feeling bothered by um and 
And it just, I think that's kind of become a thing that I'm starting to appreciate in film a little bit more, just because there's so many movies I feel like lately that I either leave being super in love with or just like sourly disappointed by. <laughs> and to have a movie that just delivers on what I think it needed to, to, to be an enjoyable movie, I think this does that very well. And again, as someone who didn't go in wanting it to fulfill specific things for me, I just, I enjoyed what it had to offer me. JC? You know what? I'm kind of in between you two guys in a lot of ways. As an Uncharted fan, I did not go in and expect this to be the Uncharted movie that I always wanted. I think I had realistic expectations. I was like, this is a video game movie. Those are very, very rarely do those live up to the video game. And the way the set pieces that are in the Uncharted movies, this movie would have to cost like $300 million. It would have been directed by James Cameron and Michael Bay together. They would have teamed up to make this movie. So I knew going in, this was the starter of a so-called franchise, hopefully. I think that's what Sony's hoping. And according to the box office receipts, more likely that's going to happen. But I feel like this, I, I left the theater and I had a good time. I, I agree with you guys. I had a good time. I actually enjoyed the first hour. I like the whole thing of them going through the streets and trying to find like Wahlburgers below and stuff. I mean, we'll get to that spoilers, but I think I liked the movie overall throughout, but I didn't like it to the point where I'm like, that's a day one buy when the 4K Blu-ray release comes out. I can't wait to revisit this movie once a year. It doesn't quite hit that level for me, but it was a good time in a movie theater. If they make another one. I'll go see it and have a good time, but it's not something I'm going to revisit like year after year. It's not something I'm going to be like, oh, I can't wait to add that to my collection because none of the action scenes are really that stand out to me. Like some of the stuff you see in the trailer, it's it's basically just what you get. It's a mid-level action movie. What I think saved the movie for me was the chemistry between Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland. I think their personalities, their humor kind of saves the movie from – a mediocre directing, mediocre action scenes. It's just seeing these two characters. Mark Wahlberg is really good in this. He's really fun. He's not Sully. <laughs> He's not the Sully from the video games. <laughs> He's just Mark Wahlberg. But you know what? Mark Wahlberg's doing his thing and he's doing it good. He can be really enjoyable and charismatic. And I think him and Tom Holland play off each other really well. Again, you have to divorce yourself from the Uncharted video games because, like I said, I just – it's too much of an expectation to live up to that video game. So you, you, if you go in and you have a good time, you get some decent action, you actually have some fun with these characters, it's a good little matinee movie, man. That's all. That's really what it comes out for me. It was a fun time at the movies, but not a fun time where I'm skipping out the theater like, oh, everyone needs to go see this movie. No, it's, hey, yeah, if you have a couple extra bucks, yeah, go check that out. It's pretty fun. Something I did say leaving the theater that I wasn't expecting to was, man, I really hope we get another one of these. I really hope we get a sequel because to me, this was a good basis like to start off with, to introduce people mm -hmm. to this version of the Uncharted world that they want to give us. And it just felt like, as you were saying, the chemistry between the two leads was really great. I really enjoyed what they were starting to build. Um, and I just think that I just think that if given another movie, they could really start to develop some really cool, mm. interesting things. Like this was kind of just a testing the the water movie. And if they were going to give me another one, even just similar to, to this, where it's just a fun adventure movie where the cast has good chemistry, like I would go in and have fun and watch it. And mm. it would be a great time. I, like I said, I, 
I agree. I, I think this is I'm probably the one who's the least out of all three of us, but I I'm still, you know, you fresh or rotten. I'm I'm fresh like barely just yeah. because I think it's like I said, like I think that it does do a lot right in in terms of, you know, it's it's fun. Like, don't get me wrong. It, it is fun. But I think that if you had to explain to someone, okay, how's the, like, it, and break it down into parts. How's the directing? Directing's not that great. Directing's pretty bad. I don't think Ruben's actually a very great director. I think he's, I think he got very, very lucky with a very, very good script in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. And he's been writing the coattails of that ever since. Yep. Um, you know, oh, how, how were Holland and, and Mark Wahlberg? They're fine. Like they, yeah. they don't, I don't, I don't think they're incredible. I thought that they were fine. I, I thought that, yeah, their chemistry together is really funny, and I, they bounce off each other really well. Um, they're both playing themselves. Like it, it's not, you, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they're not making a character. They're this is Tom Holland. This is Mark Wahlberg. Like I, I don't, I, I don't. I was that was fine. I, I just think it's one of those ones where you point to every everything you can point to and you go, yeah, it doesn't all, it doesn't look good by itself, but somehow when it's all together, it just works and it just is fun and entertaining. Um, everything with the brother annoyed me though. I will say that I'm not, I wasn't a fan of that. Uh, that you mm. could, could have cut that out. What completely. the hell is wrong with you? Uh, cut that well- out. The and then the freaking stinger at the end. Oh, I made I actually made me groan. I, right, well, I, we'll save we'll save that for spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> um, fair enough. But I see what you're saying. You know what's interesting? As somebody who's played video games, a lot of this movie takes from part three and part four. Mm. It really takes like a lot of the stuff with his brother comes from the third uh, Uncharted movie, and then four it expands on it. And there's even shots straight out of uncharted 4 that are in this movie so i thought it was interesting how they took not just from the first uncharted movie they really kind of borrowed pieces from every single one of the video games there's even there's characters from uncharted 2 in here there's characters from uncharted 3 there's scenes from uncharted 4 so like they really did kind of a grab bag of what they wanted to grab from the franchise which makes sense because they're going with the early drake storyline and three has a lot of flashbacks where you play as young drake so i do think it was interesting how the brother thing i understand maybe what you're saying but i think because i know where it could be going from here it made sense why they included it in here but if you don't know the games then i understand why you might be like that feels yeah to to me that that was it at its tropiest worst I have I a think, lot to say about this, but if we're not in spoiler territory yet, then I'm all right. Have well, to let's shut up. I, no, let's just go spoilers. Like I think we've all given our thoughts, so let's just go spoilers. So, spoiler alert: we are now going to be talking spoilers for Uncharted, so that we can actually have this conversation. Ah! 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 All right. Um. Okay, with the whole stuff with the brother, I the the problem I had is that from the very beginning of the movie, it all just was tropey as hell, and that and just nothing about it felt 
genuine or original or and, and it really set the movie up to be in a sour mood for me until and that's why i think once it leaves america it works because that's when it starts to go on a bit more of the adventure movie and then yeah the the post the not the the stinger at the end where he's in the jail and still i groaned i went oh for god you sake. wanted this movie to be what it was never going to be I, that's I, your I, that's your problem you went into this hoping it wasn't going to be tropey no, I don't mind tropes. I but that one I is just something that is so just ugh. I would have been furious if they didn't flash to the brother at the end. I would have left so angry. Really? Yes, I would have been furious. Oh no. I would have been so let down if they didn't end the movie like that. Because I was you okay, where we differ is I loved that first hour. I was so fascinated and so ready to jump into that relationship. And I loved the kid actors at the beginning. Like I was like, ah, this is actually can we just follow <laughs> these kids for the rest? Like, can we just keep going with this story? Cause this is awesome. And I was so invested in it. And then it was like, okay, cool. Now we're gonna jump into the cool adventure movie. But I was like, man, if as someone who doesn't know the video games, if this brother is really dead, I'm going to be so angry. If we don't see him pop up at some oh. point, I'm going to be furious. Like, I I really had such a good time with that first hour because it really, to me, to me, it was it was necessary. Like, it tells you the why. It gives you the reason. It gives you the, the character moments that... To, to me, they matter. And as someone who loves tropey shit, <laughs> it was great. Like, why do you think I sat and watched a hundred rom-coms in one month? Like, wow. I, well, like I knew the brother wasn't dead because no, I, and I get because of I the get, video games. So to me, I was yeah. like, oh, they're going with the he's dead right now. But I was like, he's not really dead. Whether or not they were going to like touch upon it by the end of this movie, my guess was they were going to, and then they did it in a stinger. But if they didn't do it in the stinger, I would have just been like, oh, he'll be in the sequel. But again, that's for somebody who's played the games. So I, I I can understand if you haven't played the games, wanting that stinger or wanting some sort of closure. Because that would have been a really that would have been an open thread from the movie. Because the his brother is really the catalyst that's keeping him going. It's always why he even goes there with them. And I, I think even if you never knew to play the video games, when they say his brother died, you know. Just from movie yeah. 101, you're like, there's yeah. no way. Oh, I know. I, I, the, it just has kind of frustrated me. Is it more the execution for you? Yeah. I, from, from, from the second that the brother at the beginning of the film goes, I'm just running away. I was like, oh, for God's sakes. Okay, we're going this trope again. And then, the, oh, but it's left not a me. trope. It's the and story. It, but it's, I'm, it's, it's, it's the, I have a, um, a, a tortured past because my brother left me. Like, I, I just, I really don't think Uncharted is the franchise for you. I, I just it just frustrates me because it's I don't it, it's what's, something. What, okay, it, what story did you want them to tell? I I don't I don't know what I like honestly. Just out of, of curiosity, like what what would have made you happy about like because then what's because then what's Nathan Drake's motivation? Because literally the whole what I understand just from watching this movie. What I understand is what JT was saying, where it's essentially the whole reason that he's even into any of this stuff and like why he, he kind of keeps going. Like, so what? Okay. Here. Okay. A fun. Uh, I'm going to say this. a fun adventure movie that doesn't that 
does kind of lean into tropes, but at least makes them interesting and not the dark, tortured backstory. National Treasure, a film that opens with it gives him it gives him understandable motivation, but it's just it, but his motivation is our family for our entire lives has been searching for this treasure, and uh, to, and then the story leads the the story dictates where he goes. Whereas in this one felt I, it, the, the brother tragic backstory just wasn't the thing that landed with me at all. And I, I was kind of just rolling my eyes at it. Um, like I said, like I, the, the beginning of this movie didn't work. The, the humor between Tom Holland and Mark Warburg worked. That worked a lot for me. Um, the whole bit with the cat, I thought was actually hilarious. Like I, I, that that joke worked and landed. Like the little moments like that, where they they added little things that take away from the bad, from potentially bad dialogue and bad and bad jokes. They they actually were pretty legitimately funny ones, and that helps elevate a lot of this. But once they get to where do they go? Barcelona. I can't. I can't remember where they go in when they first meet Chloe. Um, who yeah, we'll get to Chloe because once once they meet her, like I thought the movie really picked up and was like, oh, okay, I'm really enjoying this from here on in. I I really JC. I agree with you. I really liked the. Um, puzzle where the where he, they were drowning and he had to and the yeah. fight up there. I really liked that. I oh, great villain. I will say this for the film: a great villain. I thought she was terrifying, and I thought she was actually like a really, re- really well, interesting villain. A great was surprise different. there too, killing yeah. off Antonio Banderas. Like yeah. you're, you're like Antonio Banderas here. He's the main bad guy, and mm, then she I, just oh, cuts his yeah, throat. I, and I'm like, what the. It's it's a great casting if you're gonna make that decision because yeah. no yeah. one thinks Antonio Banderas is just gonna disappear at that point in the film. Yeah. yeah. I, I really I did really like her as a villain. I thought she was ruthless and terrifying and um like I, I was like, oh no, she's she badass. Okay, cool. I I, I really liked her. I think she's far I, I'm disappointed she's dead. I'll say that much. <laughs> like I'm I'm disappointed that a boat crushed her because mm. I actually think that could have been a really fascinating, like, oh, she's the recurring villain. But knowing this franchise, they'll probably bring her back anyway. So, <laughs> movie magic. Yeah. Um, Chloe, Sophia Lee is. She was. She was good in it. Um, that was a weird accent. It was a really weird accent the entire time. I'm going. Is she? Aussie or I know I felt like she was, and then it's like this American actress. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, because it, it didn't sound like an English accent. It no, sounded like an Aussie accent. Yeah, it sounded like she was trying Aussie or something, and it was just it was it was weird. interesting. It was it, it was a choice. It was a choice. Um, but I also i I liked what they did with Chloe. I thought, you know, oh, Holland gives her a test and she fails the test. I liked that. I thought that worked. And it, there's little moments like this that I thought were really interesting and kind of like that is against the trope. And I really like that, that in the, at the end of the film, there isn't the love interest that gets kidnapped yeah. and they have to go save. I was like, holy shit, you're being original. Well done. And I think that's why I liked it. And that like 
the second half of the film because they went, no, everyone's just backstabbing everyone. And that's fun. Mm. Like, I, I just, I think that can be fun. And instead, I was convinced she was going to be kidnapped and be on, like, that um, villain would have kidnapped her and at the end he had to save her. I'm so glad they didn't do that. But I, that's kind of where I am with this film, is there is stuff that I liked. There is a lot of stuff in here that I really liked and there is a lot of stuff that I really didn't. And I'm I'm so pretty much down the middle leaning slightly positive because the part of the movie that I liked was the ending. So at least I'm walking out going, I liked this because it's the part, it's the part that I can remember. If it was the other way around, I probably would be like, no, it's not that good because that's what I, it's the last part of the movie that I remembered. Like I, yeah. The set pieces I think are one of the big things from the video games that I love is like, they put you in these really big, epic kind of action sequences. And I feel like the budget of this movie just couldn't match what they were doing in the video games. Mm-hmm. And the director, like you said, I think Will Fletcher is a mediocre director. This is a good foundation. I think if they get a better director, a bigger budget, somebody with a clear vision of what they want to be making. Because I feel like this was very much a corporate job. Like, we need someone to make this. Because how many directors... Mm-hmm. Went through this damn project. Dan Trachtenberg, uh, David O. Russell was originally. David O. Russell was originally going to direct this movie. <laughs> I, okay, so so there's three that I would have killed to have seen make this movie okay. that were Sean Levy. Oh my god, a Sean Levy on Charter would have been amazing. He okay. he has shown Sean Levy right now is I think one of the most underrated directors working in Hollywood in that he can take a premise that shouldn't work and make it work. Yeah. Free Guy was that for me free guys should not have worked and i had fun with it um dan trachenberg who did 10 10 cloverfield lane he would have been good for this and then travis knight like like all three of those would have been so much better yeah we got ruben but (laughs) yeah like so if uh, hey if any of them want to come back for the sequel any of them want to do the sequel i'm i'm on board please you know the video games are so much heavy with gunfire and he barely shoots a gun in this whole movie. You didn't get it until the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm telling you, this movie, if it was true to the video game, there would have been, like, at least four or five shootouts. So it really feels like a neutered version of that video game in some ways. Do you guys feel that they were like, we can't have him kill? Because he because it's Holland. Mm, and that's a good point. And... Not necessarily. Um, I don't. I don't think that factored into it um we got shirtless holland a couple of times Hmm. um we got bartender holland i don't know i don't think they were trying to play up like the whole i think they were i I said this when we left the theater i actually think this movie does wonders for him uh, as an actor in terms of like everyone kind of knows him rightly so as as spider-man as peter parker and and to that like i understand the like question you're asking in regards to that but i think doing a movie like this with mark Wahlberg, who you know has has movies that are a little uh less than pg mm. most of the time but also you know moments like that where he is the bartender and they he they have him shirtless doing whatever pull-ups or whatever the hell he would like i just i think this is a a good start to like maybe him getting to transition into stuff that's maybe not so like, cause a lot of people say he's still baby face, which he kind of is, Mm. but I don't know. I think this is a good direction for him to go in. Cause it's not crazy. It's not shoot, shoot out gunfight, you know, everyone murdering each other straight up. But I do think there are elements in this film that 
can maybe start to like open up some doors for him if he, if he wanted to. And, and it's a, I mean, I think it's going to be a commercially successful film as well by the end of its run. So like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, it probably just had more to do with like the script and the director. And, mm. and, and I do think that if we do get a sequel from this, it should be put into the hands of someone like we've mentioned where, they have a bit of a bigger budget to work with. They've proven to be successful with taking concepts that maybe shouldn't work and, and getting them to really succeed. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah, I so I, I agree that, yeah, no, I, I really want to see a sequel, like, grow from here. And I think that it, a sequel from here would be a lot of fun. I, I'm very much looking forward to hopefully at some point getting a sequel i really liked the actual like so i know we had the stinger that about the brother but then we had the actual yeah. like scene that felt like hey this is the start of the sequel i actually i thought that was a lot of fun like i went okay if that's the tone that they can fit in a sequel i think it would be a lot of fun in a lot of ways this movie reminds me of the first video game of uncharted <laughs> it's it's a great foundation but it's not quite what they want it to be. Uh, maybe it just doesn't have the budget. Like the first game probably didn't have the budget either. You know, it's an interesting choice. And maybe this is because there's two pirate ships flying at each other. Gore Verbinski, let's yeah. bring it back yeah. for Uncharted 2. <laughs> yeah. Gore Verbinski can make a really good, beautiful film. Uh, you know, I didn't like Lone Ranger, but it looked great. And the set pieces were really well done. He knows how to do action. I feel like he could bring some style and actual kinetic action set pieces. Give me Gore Verbinski, man. What's he been doing? What was his last movie? The Cure for Wellness? Come on, yeah, man. Cure yeah, Cure for Wellness was his Let's last go one. I mean, bring it back. Gore, to the Gore would be genre. good. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind Gore, but it, he'd need an editor, and he'd need he he would definitely need a studio, basically all but pressuring him, saying this isn't blo- you're not bloating this out. This is yeah, because one of the main problems for me with the Lone Ranger is that thing is freaking long, yeah. and it's like, it's too much. He that's and you know his the his last three blockbusters all have mm-hmm. the same problem. They're bloated, long yeah. messes, and well, he's not going to have the Disney budget or at least no. And that's the, but that would be my thing. Like yeah, as long as as long as Sony were able to rein him in a little bit, I'd be like, yeah, yeah okay. I I Gore would be a lot of fun. I. Keep this thing. This thing needed to be needs to be under two hours. Yes, it cannot be longer than two hours. Because this one was how long was this one? One this one's this one's one sixteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's right there. Yeah. What set uh, this piece was a did you line. guys like more? Did you like the set piece? Did you enjoy the ships, or did you enjoy the the opening scene that then becomes the middle of the movie, which is straight from the video game? Yeah, I, I liked. I I thought that one. I actually thought the way they handled that was very smart and mm-hmm. very good because it, it wasn't. They obviously were like, okay, we know that we need to show both perspectives, so we need mm-hmm. to be able to show Tom Holland on the crates jumping up and and coming back onto the onto the um, plane, but we also need to show Chloe surviving and trying to get out and. I'm so glad they didn't. They they went for the show it early, bring it back, and show mm-hmm. it then. Because instead of rapid cutting back and forth between the two, 
and you and it being disorienting and sitting there going, what the hell is going on? We actually just got two good set pieces. Yeah. That we and it, it trusted that the audience can go, oh, that's what's happening right now. And I liked that. So, like I said, there's stuff about this movie where I'm like, oh my God, you're almost there. You're so <laughs> close. You're almost there. <laughs> and then there's other things that they do that just drive me nuts. For a film that didn't really feel like it had a budget, I really did enjoy a lot of the set pieces. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did think that they for for what we were getting, I thought they were interesting. Um, you know, at least it was it felt different every time they were doing something. Um, and and that scene where they're almost drowning. Like we we did yeah. bring it up before, but like I love the way that that scene was handled. Like I love the heaven and hell juxtaposition that they used, and and really playing on that narrative of these people who don't trust anyone having to be like, well, I guess we all have to friggin' trust mm. each other here. This is no like the way they played off on that, especially like you brought up in the end where they keep just stabbing each other in the back. Mm. I thought that was very well done. Yeah. No, I I. I... I'm trying to think of the other. like I liked the pirate ship one like I, I thought it was cool like oh yeah cool it's two pirate ships flying in the air like I, okay that's that's pretty funny I, but... I thought it worked because of the humor yeah. aspects that they played along with mm. it you know where you have Marky Mark trying to drive the helicopter and it's this, this whole like I think that part of it really works I think if they would have fully tried to be dramatic with it I don't know if it would yeah. have worked quite as well but the humor in this movie as someone who's very hit or miss with humor, it worked very well for me. And I, I feel like that's a huge reason why I, I bought in because it was it was actually genuinely making me laugh. Mm. JT, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I, 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 I think, again, it's a good foundation. I think in a better director's hands, this could have been an even much better movie. I think the action sequences, while are fun and creative, I can't help but feel like the bar can only go so high with Ruben Fletcher behind the camera and a better director could have taken these same scenes and made it even better. But I don't, this movie has gone through hell. This movie has gone through so many different directors and who knows how many scripts it's gone through stars. The fact that it came out this good, I think is an accomplishment for Sony and everybody involved. The fact that it even came out and I enjoyed myself while I was in the theater it's a plus and it's making a lot of money. It's making that dough. It made over $50 million in the four day weekend. So it's going to probably get a sequel. And like we were saying earlier, I just hope they have a more inspired choice. I hope it's not going to have as many problems getting back to screen. Hopefully Ruben Fletcher doesn't come back. Uh, but I think the chemistry of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg is really what kind of kept the movie together. It was the glue. Like the movie never really got too dark. Like, mm. even though people are dying, the one time Holland accidentally kills a guy, he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean – like, he kicks a guy in the face and he flies off. And he immediately apologizes. He's like, I didn't mean to hit you that hard. I didn't mean to kill you like that. So, like, they have a good basis for what I think Drake's attitude is. Obviously, you're not going to have 100 shootouts, like, in the video game. Because <laughs> in, in any game, you probably kill, like, 300 people. Mm. They can't do that in the movie. Tom I, I, that's where that. I'm slightly fascinated by what they decide to do with with the gun violence. Of, I, like, they're they're concentrating yeah. more on the set pieces than the 
the gunfights in Uncharted are what you do to get to the next big action sequence. Yeah. It's kind of filler. So they're just getting rid of that filler and giving you the big sequences. I just mm. hope, you know, if they're going to take some more from the video games. I mean, there's one in part three where you're in a cruise ship that's been completely turned upside down, just like in the Poseidon adventure. And you have to get out of the ship before the whole like ship sinks. And it's epic. It's awesome. <laughs> but like, again, you would need James Cameron to make that scene. You can't <laughs> just do it with Ruben Fletcher. I just don't yeah. think he has the skills to pull it off. Tail. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've pretty much wrapped up uh, what I wanted to say. I do hope we get a sequel out of this because I had a fun time and I I really think that like we've all kind of said it's a it's a decent foundation for them to be able to build on I I hope that there are some directors that kind of see what's been laid out as a foundation and and then have an interest in in being able to continue it because they're not the ones that are responsible for rolling out something new and being like terrified that it's just going to tank. They now have something they can, they can pull uh, from and, and really build off of, which I think could be exciting in the right hands. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun with it, man. It was a good time. I give us a sequel. Just please do it. <laughs> uh, like I said, I think I'm probably the most negative on out of everyone here, but I, I still had, I, I still enjoyed it for, for the most part. I think that, there's enough here to, for me to recommend go, you know, either see it at some point or, you know, watch it at home on uh, Netflix when it drops. <laughs> but uh, I, I, it's a decent movie and, yeah, I, I would like to see a sequel. But, uh, guys, that's all we've got for this week's episode of Film Review Weekly. I want to thank you so much to everyone who listened. Taylor, where can they find you online? They can find me at Finally Tailored pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Letterboxd, YouTube, Instagram, all that all that good stuff. I'll probably be crying about all the movies that I'm drowning in at the moment with giving me existential crises. It's a fun time. Come come hang out. Come join me. <laughs> JTE, where can they find you online? Yeah, at JTE Movie Thinks. And uh, yeah, that's my Twitter. Just basically everything I do, we'll jump on there. Hopefully, we'll do some more podcasts, some more episodes coming up. Um, I'm going to try to guest on some more podcasts this year, spread the spread the movie knowledge, and hopefully get some more ears on this said podcast. And you guys can find me at Jacob London on all the social media networks. Guys, uh, next week, we don't really have a big movie coming out next week, so That's I don't true. know what we're going to do. We, uh, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll figure we'll something figure out. Something we out. always Stay do. tuned. <laughs> we will let you know. There isn't a big... Well, okay. For me, there is one of the greatest movies of all time is opening up this weekend, and that is The Godfather is back in theaters. Oh, the week. 50th so anniversary. 50th anniversary, and I am absolutely 1,000% going to see it. And I am so excited, and I just cannot wait. And I am devastated because it's only playing in one theater, and I am really annoyed. So, Wow, I'll have to check <laughs> see if it's playing in the Dolby or IMAX. That'd be awesome to watch it around here. Um, <laughs> it is, and it's in the worst theater, and I'm devastated by it. I'll I'm seriously tempted to message my friend <laughs> i actually saw it at a theater here in la like five years ago maybe i think it was for the 45th anniversary it was a brand new restoration it was in the egyptian theater in hollywood i think it was in the spielberg theater and it looked 
amazing. They had just yeah, done were, a complete restoration. Yeah, watching you it feel the, real old real quick. Oh, no, it wasn't what? the 45th. It was the what? 40th. It oh, was the 40th? 20th. It was oh, in 2012. That makes sense. It was in 2012. It was the 40th, and it was just before they released the Blu-ray. Yeah. And I know because I was jealous because we didn't get that screening. Oh, they really? only did it in the US. Yeah. We've actually gotten this one. So okay, yeah. so yeah, that's so yeah, it was ten years ago. Wow, wow, I'm way off. <laughs> um, uh, but I remember seeing it in the death theater and seeing that print. I was like, this is the best I've ever seen this movie on a big screen. But hey, you know what? If it's playing this weekend, I'll go check it out again because it's one yeah. of the best movies ever made. Oh, it is absolutely, guys. Until then, my name is Jacob. And we will see you next time on Film Review Weekly.